I also wanted to go to a demolition derby when I was in Idaho because they were a combine demolition derby, which seems fascinating, right? Wait, you mean like a like the thing that you see in a field, like yeah, old track? They were like going to crash those into each other. Uh, I, I, on my face, I thought you said a concubine demolition derby. Oh, where like all the sultans' women are going are just <laughs> crashing into each other, smashing yeah. their teeth in and stuff. And That'd then be pretty when wild you said too. Idaho, I thought you meant Utah. There's plenty of concubines probably in Idaho. Like I've always kind of wanted to see a demolition derby. It seems like it might be fun. Although maybe it's yes. super boring. I don't know. You know, it is like, pretty fun. I can attest that they are fun as hell. Yeah. Okay. I will I tell you, do not get the Kool-Aid flavored pickle. Oh my gosh. It's <laughs> not good. So is it like instead of soaking it in brine, they soak it in Kool-Aid? They no. They all they do is add the packet to the brine. You told me not to get it, but now I'm thinking like I got to get this Kool Aid pickle. Is it a red Kool Aid or purple Kool Aid? What I remember, it was red, and everyone who ate it got diarrhea. <laughs> okay, uh, let's get started. Let's go. Hello and welcome to Every Damn Thing. It's a podcast where we rank everything. I'm Phil. And I'm Jake. And we're here to guide you through the list of everything. Each episode, we take items and tell you where they rank on the list of everything. The list can be viewed by going to everydamnthing.net. You can find a link in the show notes. So we've known each other for a long time. Once on Halloween. If I recall correctly, that year it fell on a weekend. That's right. And we were trick-or-treating. Anyway, we were robbing little kids for bags, and in one of the bags, we found a ranked list of everything. We memorized the list, but then a lawman got behind our rags. Hey, you! No, I think it was that fool that we ran off the block. So we speeded up our pace. Or maybe it was that clown last week that we shot. We took a look back, and he was right before our face. Gotcha! The sudden fright made us forget the contents of the list. Aw, oh, man, homie. We can now only access a list bits at a time through an extremely scientific process called shooting the shit. That's how, with the help of our friends and listeners, we reassemble the list of every damn thing. Which is now at 184 items with Dolly Parton at the top and Transphobia at the bottom. Tulsa Time and Sriracha are in the middle of the list. Now, when we say Tulsa Time, we're not talking about the time zone that Tulsa, Oklahoma is in. We're talking about the song Tulsa Time, which is about returning to Oklahoma after an unsuccessful music career in Los Angeles. Um, So if you want to look at the complete list, go to everydamthing.net. You can find the link in the show notes. Uh, And we are joined by uh, our friend Jason. Hi, y'all. And uh, yeah, we're here to rank some stuff. You want to get straight into it? Yeah, I'm I'm ready to okay. start. You and Jason are. It's good to see you, Jason. You too. I missed you. Uh, I missed you so much. I followed you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're going to rank radio edits. This was submitted by uh, our listener, Smith Puget. He wanted us to rank radio edits in general. So this is going to include clean versions of songs as well as like single releases, the stuff that's cut for time. And I think we're extending the definition of edit to include like separate recordings of the same song by the same artist. So, I got like, a question they... for you before we go, go on. About radio edits? You yeah. know the song Thriller? Yeah. Does the radio version of Thriller have Vincent Price rapping on it or not? I think it does, but I don't think it's rap. I think it's more of a poem. It's a rhyming spoken part. I wouldn't call that rap. But it has Vincent Price talking on it. I'm, I'm pretty sure it does. I mean, the video for sure does. All right. Okay. okay. But, but say that they recorded that song without him, uh, but a different ver- Like, so as yeah, I was yeah. saying, like, if somebody records the song again, it includes that. Um, if it's the same song and they recorded again just for the radio. Yeah. So essentially it's a song that's... Okay, here's a good example. Here's a good example. Uh, Tainted Love, right? The Tainted Love mm-hmm. cover. Gloria okay. Jones song and it's covered, you know, and the cover of it also has Where Did Our Love Go on the record. But oh, oftentimes yeah. when they play it on the radio, they just, they don't play that part. Because yeah. it's like, it's kind of a, a departure, right? They play yeah. two thirds of one song and then all of yeah. a sudden they, they cut into the Where Did Our Love Go cover, right? Yeah, so, and so I, you, I think that's the edit is on the radio station side, which I, in my opinion, still counts. Um, oh, okay, another radio example edits. Of, of, of that kind of thing, a recent, more recent example is the song um, by Lizzo, uh, Truth Hurts, 
apparently there's one radio station or like all the radio stations in green bay uh edited out i think they just muted the part where she says minnesota vikings uh, because their team is the rivals of the team. Oh, so yeah, the Packers. The Packer fans and their listeners to uh, be demoralized by hearing um, the Minnesota Vikings talked about uh, in a positive way. Well, she's talking kind of bad about a dude that played for the uh, Vikings. No, no, I thought that too until I was doing karaoke uh, or so watching somebody do karaoke that song. I didn't go to a karaoke room, but yeah, yeah. it happened in a private home. With, uh, I, you don't have to, man. I don't. Look, <laughs> Anyways, yeah, I saw the lyrics of that song and I thought she said there's no men on the Minnesota Vikings. I was like, she's got something against these guys. But yeah. she says, New man on the Minnesota Vikings. She oh, has a new okay. man who's on the Minnesota Vikings. Okay, I understand. I understand uh, now. Uh, and, and also, so, yeah. like, sometimes you'll be listening to a song and they'll say, they'll mention the name of the radio station. Like, a lot of rappers we used to do this where they would mention KML jams the most. Or they, like, they right, mentioned right. KML in the song. They made a special. They, they, they must have sat there in the, in the studio cutting them for every radio station, yeah, yeah. you know, in yeah. every major market. But they, you know, right. they have that. That would count too, right? And sometimes they cut. I guess. Both. I mean, if it's, if it's actually in the song, like, not just like a tag at the beginning or end, I suppose that counts. I mean, most, mostly we're what talking they, about We're talking about what they, they play on the radio. Something that's been edited for right. the radio. Right. Or re-recorded for the radio. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, a lot of times they do this to avoid profanity. Yes, and that's when it's the most interesting, in my opinion, which I, I think that's where I'm going to focus, especially in rap. Yeah, yeah. Me and you and our friends like have always been amused by rap songs that get creative and, and kind of corny in coming up with alternate lyrics. And there was a time when we were inspired uh, in the early aughts to not curse because um, it's fun to find ways. Yeah, it's a taboo avoidance. Yeah. I remember you came back from tour. You said, every time I come back from tour, I'm, I'm talking like I got off a, a sailboat. So I want to start, you know, like watching my mouth and not cursing so much. So uh, we made it a, our business to not be cursing. And you did a good job. You'd say, like, I got to take a shucks and, you know, yeah. some. but there were some pretty elaborate turns of phrase and it was nice. And you realize that, like, having having taboos, having censorship imposed from without or from within, in your case, it leads to some creativity. Like, there's a Two Life Crew song where he, he's sitting at his house with an erection, right? Yeah. Uh, and he's like sitting at home with my dick on hard is what he's saying. Okay. It's relatable. But like in the clean version, he says sitting at home watching Arsenio Hall. And it's funny to <laughs> me because what he so does. So frequently it's better than like the original. Oh, yeah. I'm talking he's so horny. And, and I was thinking. Those also go funny. hand in hand. Yeah. An erection yeah, and Arsenio Hall. Like Good point. He, he was sitting home watching Arsenio Hall. So he got his black book for a freak to call. It makes a lot more sense if he's sitting with a boner. But like on the other hand. It kind of makes sense that he's just sitting there and he's watching Arsenio Hall's on TV and he's like, what am I going to do? I, you know, yeah. like he probably has a boner too, right? So, But let's come back to the this specific topic let's and give some other examples. Um, and then we can come back to rap lyrics because okay, yeah, I've yeah, got yeah, a lot yeah, to yeah. say about that. Night Moves by Bob Seger. Um, they cut that song just for length. They would do, do this with a lot of songs. Like they cut one so, verse out? That one they cut. There's this awesome part that's in the middle of the song where it's like an interlude where everything slows down. And he's like, woke up last night to the sound of thunder. Oh, yeah. Uh, I know that part. Yeah, yeah. And Ooh, they cut voice that of an out, angel. Which is crazy because it's the best part of the song. And it's really key to the song. And it's only like 20 seconds. But, you know, I guess they really wanted to get it you know, but they play the whole the song of american format. pie half the time when you, yeah, whenever i turn the radio on i say turn that stuff off Same are you gonna say MacArthur park by donna summers i was gonna say that yes jason you got yeah, me right 17 yeah. minutes and 50 something seconds that's like when the, uh, pure disco some, when the when the dj has some like intestinal discomfort he said i'm gonna put on this <laughs> MacArthur park i'll be back in 17 minutes you know you can set yeah. your watch by it so there's some that actually are, are a little bit longer uh, another example that i have of, of one that i that i like that's not edited for um content but there's content added to it is every little step by bobby brown the album cut of that 
doesn't have the rap part. Oh, I think there's right around that time. There's a lot of R and B songs that were rap parts were getting added to them. So they add it for the video, or they add it just because well, it I think pops? Because there are, it's weird. There's songs in the album that do have rap parts, like "Don't Be Cruel." That rap part is yeah. on is in the album, but there's there's songs that don't have rap parts. And I think for this one, they just is at a time when it was like every R and B song they wanted it to have rap in it. So uh, maybe the first single popped, and they said, you know, when that one came out, they're like, we got to put this on here too. Maybe it wasn't the it was it was the second single, but they wanted it to. You know what? It could be a way to sell another single too, like uh, because the, the single had the the rap part on it, and then they came out with a remixes album a little bit later that also had that one on it. I got so, it. I got it. Okay. Okay. Maybe that's it. Um, that makes sense. Lo- yeah. Okay. I, there there was a song I found a reference to where songs that mention like a satellite radio, like there was some song that mentioned satellite radio. It's like a pink song or something. And okay. like terrestrial radio cut that out, you know, they're like, we don't want people to oh, know wow, really? that, ter- that satellite radio is an option. I want to say it was some yeah. like a pop song that mentioned, uh, okay. that mentioned satellite. And then I was thinking like, that's pretty rough. But then you realize like they're in a life or death struggle. They're in an existential crisis right now. Radio stations are so as to whether or not there's going to be radio is struggling right now. Oh yeah, man. Like all the ads oh, are like, are like, please advertise on the radio. Uh, we, you need it. Uh, it's, it's useful. And it's like, if all the ads are telling you that you should advertise on the radio, that means no one's actually buying any enough ads or, you know, they're probably buying them cheap. So it's just my, my thinking. I think that like terrestrial radio is in, is in deep shit right now. I mean, I'm sure that like you have like conservative talk radio is probably pretty lucrative because you can sell them vitamins and whatnot. But the idea of like you're playing songs and you break in every once in a while to talk about some ads, I think that that's not very appealing as a value proposition, especially when there's podcasts like this out there. And when there's uh, like you can put it, throw a mix on your um, Spotify or whatever, and yeah, yeah. and it'll start playing random songs as well. You can play your songs or random songs. So yeah, yeah. I have my Spotify um, to play random Alex Jones clips. Oh yeah, you can do that <laughs> yeah. too, of course. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, uh, we got Britney Spears' "Work Bitch" with the radio. What goes on with that one? What's you better the work, version? chick. Oh, oh, I've yeah. never heard the clean version of that. Yeah, I wouldn't call um, it clean. <laughs> if it wasn't well, I mean, radio sure edits, probably we probably wouldn't busy. have albums that are you know span many volumes like Kids Bop. So uh, yeah, I just, there's there... actually there's another song that's a rap song that I that I'm curious about because this is maybe it's the single's different than the album version. There is a clean version. There's the regular song, then there's the clean version of the song, then there's a remix of the song with the Bay Area Ballers on it, and it's I Got Five on it. And I'm I wonder if the I Got Five on it, which has new verses, it has the original verse from the original song, one of them, and then there's new verses from. Uh, guess is uh, I got five on it by the Loonies. It's got a uh, uh, Spice yeah, yeah. One is on it, E Forty's on it. Richard what do they Rich say on, on the clean it. version? Do they not talk about smoking weed? Uh, it just doesn't have curse words in it. They say they say chick instead of bitch or whatever. You know, like I feel like um, they used to be able to get away with quite a bit because there were slang terms that maybe the people running the radio stations weren't as familiar with. So yeah. you know the the little John song where they're talking about skeet skeet skeet, which is yeah yeah yeah. A, you know, it's a term for ejaculation, but they were able right. to say it. Uh, on the radio and it would be playing on the radio yeah. all the time they cut out words before it and after it and, and yeah. leave that in and, and i remember at, even at the time thinking this is unusual so i mean does, i think this I is a lost art though i I totally i think that this clean versions of songs are lost arts like it's going away and and will be entirely gone soon it's like a relic of the past a cultural yeah. relic because i mean it's it's more work because they have to like a lot in a lot of cases you know the ones we're talking about they would literally go in and you know they have to write new lyrics and re-record the lyrics oh yeah versus just censoring it or just like ble- like bleeping it out or you know having the voice drop out or even just looping it like uh the snoop dogg song where he talks about smoking smoking right exactly yeah, yeah, yeah or yeah. like um i you mess with no broke broke yeah. um back that thing up that's that was also cut for time um 
we've got the intro to it and the intro fortunately is still in the song but a they change the title of the song they do uh edit uh the name from back that ass up to back that thing up yeah uh, and they and they change those lyrics in the song but they also cut out the the bit at the part the outro where Lil wayne says wobbly wobbly wobble wobbly wobbly wobble that's a little that too much not, that was too too crazy i think it's too long that that was cut for time oh um, I, what about like okay it seems like what they cut for when they're saying for content what they were uncomfortable with are like explicit curse words um right. sometimes sometimes talking about guns gets through and sometimes he doesn't for example like the first nelly song that i remember being on the radio it was uh country grammar which is about a drive-by shooting it's like yeah it's basically a, a schoolyard chant about doing a drive-by shooting and and it's like they talked about doing using street sweepers which are shotguns yeah. and I thought, yep. oh, that's pretty that's pretty crazy but they you know but they cut that out and so the guy was able to like kind of pivot to this pop career i think because of this clean version like if he would like it, yeah. it, it never would have worked with the with the unedited version for him uh i think the street sweeper is an automatic rifle isn't it oh i always not thought it was not, like a i'm not know. a gun dude i think it's, uh, i thought it was a shot shotgun that's automatic somehow and then there's like example um is in dre day snoop says uh with my dick in your mouth and they change the lyric to with my gat in your mouth for the radio edit. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, the because, bad one is the yeah. one where this is a sex act, and the good one is the one where uh, you've got a gun in somebody's mouth. Yeah, that's appropriate. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> you know, for the children. Um, this song also has a homophobic slur in it that, that I think gets muted in the radio edit. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you have stuff like you know the song "Let's Get It Started" in here. It's a Black Eyed Peas yeah. song. Originally, like it has a, a the R slur, right? Which is like. Yeah. That's it wasn't even that long ago. Like this was like yeah, I want to no. say it was like 2009 or something. I don't know, sometime around then. Do you remember um, that time that Fergie Peer pants on stage? I don't know if that's I really do. true. I I I was Jake told was that there. and I saw the pics. I, I it was unconvincing to me. Ali I was, was there, there. But I wasn't watching. I wasn't close enough to uh to see Wait, you were there? On. I was at that show. I was working at that show, yeah. Oh. You think it was a publicity stunt? You think it was an inside big, job? Big diaper yeah. funding her to do that publicity stunt? That could have been a thing. So a uh, a song that we referred to in the intro, My Mind is Playing Tricks on Me by Ghetto Boys. That is one of the more fun rap songs with alternate lyrics. Oh, yeah. It's probably uh, the best clean version of a, of a song out there. Maybe it's the best one. There's one that's to me is more interesting that I'll bring up um, Well, next. the one line in particular that I know from that is he talked about uh, they drop fifth word bees on somebody. Yeah. Instead of uh, yeah. dropping these motherfucking bees on them, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's like the fifth word bees. It tells you where they come from. Yeah. It tells you something about it. It's just like I, it's it's more evocative. I like it more. Yeah. And those are probably uh, all written by Scarface, who's like a, just a great lyricist. And operating yeah. under those constraints, I think that he can make more clever stuff. And it kind of makes me wish he had made like whole records full of, of clean versions just to see what he come up with. It's true. Like I wish they would do the whole thing clean, which the band I'll bring up next almost did. Uh, but one other thing about my mind playing tricks on me that uh, I thought was impressive is at the very beginning. And there's a few songs that do this. Uh, the skit that normally happens where he says, I sit alone in my four corner room, staring at candles. That'd be crazy if they, if they censored like, the word candles. He says that. And then someone says, cool that man. We're on the radio. And he's like, Oh, we're on the radio. And he's like, yeah. And yeah. so they like it announced at the beginning of the song that it's the radio. It's meta narrative. It's it like, is meta narrative. Yes. Yeah. So the one that I am going to um, bore you with right now and focus a lot on is the song dope man by NWA. The, the, it's a song of all songs it's like the most unlike the original version that i can think of it takes a narrative stance of the original song and like changes it like the the original song is like semi-glorifying d- dealing drugs and the radio edit is like more condemning and cautionary about it i'm gonna give you some examples uh making the money keeping bass heads waiting got a six four with the fresh ass datons from the original 
where you know where they're talking about like the stuff he can get from dealing drugs becomes he won't live long just keep waiting dope man dies because he have fresh datings oh i see i see i see yeah and, they put a little bit of uh, social responsibility in it they put yeah, a little a lot, crime doesn't like, pay at what point yeah. does a radio edit become just a full-on remix i don't know i i, I, I guess I, I, like in this case, this is a full rewrite, but I think uh, we've got a pretty broad definition of radio edit here. So I think it's not a total rewrite, but it's pretty what if, close. Like what about um, in the Humpty Dance when they say he he what he got busy in the Burger King bathroom and they just cut out Burger King and like everybody yeah. knows it's Burger King, but maybe in some parts of the country they don't know that that's what he was saying. Yeah, maybe they thought it was yeah. a Wendy's, or um, I would think of Carl's Jr. But yeah. Or Hardy's, depending on where and, you're and at. Dope man. Okay, there's more examples of them like changing like the attitude or like the message of the song. Yeah, more yeah. or less. They're uh, subverting it. People begging for credit. He's knocking out teeth. Clocking much dollars on the first and fifteenth. That's from the original. And the radio edit is to be a dope man. It's a life of grief. His two best days of the first and fifteenth. <laughs> it's like they change it quite a bit. And there's a whole like verse at the end where Easy E comes in and portrays the dope man. And in the in the first in the original, like he's super bragging about being the dope man and how great it is. And in the second one, it's um, he's lamenting about like having to go to jail uh, and he regrets being a dope man. Well, that's good. Um, you got to tack on the moral of the story at the end for the kids. Exactly. It's, it's like just, Scarface. It's, it's like you're the movie Scarface. What's your favorite part of Scarface? It's not the end. You like the first act when he gets all that money and he gets married to Michelle Pfeiffer and he gets a tiger. That's the, but, the, that's but the original Dope Man is all the first act. Spoiler and alert. The, and the radio editor of the Dope Man is, is mostly the third act. I know. I'm just saying that, like, the, the first act of, of – like, I like the first acts of movies. That's the easiest part to do. You're just like – it's cool. He's counting money. He gets a tiger. And then that – where it switches from that montage that ends the first act of Scarface is like yeah. – I'm like, okay, that this is the best. And then and then I kind of lose interest in the movie. I don't need to watch it after that. And I'm like, you know what yeah. movie Who cares? captivates you from the first act on? Showgirls. Well, Showgirls has, as I recall, it's punctuated by some, there's like, there's some nudity involved. So it like kind of strings you along a little bit. And there's some weird scenes, like it's some Verhoeven, weird, problematic scenes in there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's a, we live in a problematic time though. So, um, Dope Man's a problematic song, but it might be the best rap song or the original uh, ever made. I listened to it again, man. It's so good. So there's, there's one more lyric change in Dope Man that I want to bring up. They, they change it. I think just because they, they didn't want to use not even an offensive word, but like maybe a word that people wouldn't, uh, some people wouldn't understand. They change the lyric from "Strawberry, just look and you'll see her, but don't fuck around, she'll give you gonorrhea." To "Strawberry, just look and she pleases, but don't mess around, she carries diseases." So they could have used gonorrhea twice. Yeah, why do you think they switched that one? <laughs> I don't know, because it was like icky to like. It's a, I don't know. Like, they want to. They, they want to be vague about it. Yeah, they don't. Maybe they don't want kids in the Midwest to like know that gonorrhea exists. It's. Listen well, to the two songs and how different they are. It's really impressive. I'm ready to rank this if you guys are. If you guys, I don't know if you have. Well, we were going to talk about the Dire Straits song. We were. Oh, yeah. For content and for length, right? I appreciate the radio edit. When you hear it, are you like, oh, this is this song that's saying, telling me a hateful slur? I never really hear it on the radio. I don't listen to the that format of radio that often, you know? Well, personally, I continue singing through the radio edit. Because I can. That, I don't know. It's pretty messed up, though, man. It's a weird like, song because in, in that song, it's like All in the Family type of thing where he, the, the singer's portraying a character who right. uh, yeah. feels that way. Like, it's not the, it's not the singer's own voice but talking. It's, it's weird. They put a whole verse in for that. They put in a whole verse of just some, like, slurs. Uh, it's like, like The it's song's like missing lines, something, but, you know? Yeah. You know, the, that's the guy that wrote, he wrote Private Dancer, which is my favorite song. Wow, really? Yeah. Is that that's your favorite, favorite song, song of all time? Probably. Like, wow. it's the song that I, I find myself singing to myself. You know what I mean? Like when I'm doing laundry or something. When you're taking a bubble bath. 
Yeah, I'm like dancing for lit. money. Yeah. Yeah, like that's a it's a good song. I I don't know if it's my favorite song. Uh, it's up there. I didn't know that guy wrote it, but I went to the Wikipedia for private dancing. When you're taking this candlelit bubble bath, are you having a turkey sandwich as well? Yeah, well, he's like you must understand that I got, that I got two turkey sandwiches, one in each hand. Me. You're looking yeah. large in Petaluma. That's not private dancer, Jake. You, oh, wait, talk really? about yeah. humble brag. You got a turkey sandwich oh, in each hand. Yeah, man, that's how I live. And then I turned the hot water on with my feet. Oh, you were just singing What's Love Got to Do With It, weren't you? You're yeah. right, I was. You were doing a good job of it, too. <laughs> I often have egg on my face when I'm eating these turkey sandwiches because I got... There's uh, egg in these turkey sandwiches? Why not, man? Go hard or go home. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Um, okay, let's rank it. All guys. right. I'm ready to rank this. We talked about it quite a bit. I, I hope we plumbed all the depths of it. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot. There's there, there's so much to talk about. Yeah. Uh, it's I a mean, complicated the most, thing. The most interesting thing about the whole topic is uh, that it encourages you to listen to Dope Man, which is a rad song, if problematic. Do you think it protects children from hearing obscenities? Because I feel like the kids generally know what the song is saying anyway. They figure it out and they sing along. Uh, that particular example, I mean, they, they do know that the song's about, uh, you know, about drug dealing, but like, it's just so, you know, it's just the takeaway from it is so different. It's uh, like, so, like, so opposite. It's yeah yeah um but probably somebody told him somebody somebody got in their face and was like look i'm thinking uh, it was jerry heller because i think that they recorded and released the the, the oh before independently and um that song came out like four different records it came out on their first independent record which is like a single it came out on a compilation which came out after that it it was the it was the b-side on one of easy e's singles i get it it had been around on on straight out of compton on their first like full record i get it um, and they, they're like we got to release this for radio play you're gonna have to change this and that manage it yeah. how about you just say diseases leave it at that right. <laughs> yeah but yeah, yeah um i think radio edits are the work of the devil you really don't like uh, i don't it's it's uh, a way to control it's a way for big way media to these things don't get any airplay it's fairly subsidized so it's like we should be they should be free to say whatever they want but yet who controls it the the radio's in the hands of these fools and they they're limiting what people can hear to like a subset right they're saying these things are not uh, are not allowed to be put on the airwaves, and and that right. used to be really powerful back in the day. And maybe our our culture was limited in that sense, or maybe or, you know, there's all these kids in the Midwest. They're like, oh, I've contracted this uh, this gonorrhea because I never was warned about it. They thought he was talking about just like she had a cold or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're also cut for time, which is like I kind of think that's art, the main artistry. thing. The the problem with radio is it's always like, oh, coming up, we got more songs uninterrupted, and it's just like. Constant interruptions and, 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 and rather than actually just playing music for you that you might want to hear. And plus, they, they only play the same 100 songs. Like, you know, the playlists are so limited right now. Radio is messed up in general. And like, this is just part of it. That said, uh-huh. the fun that comes out of... Um, taboo avoidance. This, taboo avoidance, yeah. And, yeah. and the, the illicit thrill. Yeah, and there's restrictions that are put on... It challenges the, the oh. songwriter. It's in also some like, cases. It's also like, I know what they're really saying. I know the real yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. You get to, to be like, the one who knows the real thing. I mean, a lot of music, especially poppy music, rock and roll, like the twist isn't just a dance, man, you know? So, oh, like Tutti Frutti. Tutti Frutti exactly, is a really good exactly. example, man. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great me? example. We didn't bring it up, but Tutti Frutti, um, uh, the original song, I don't know if it was ever recorded, but uh, the original song was a lot racier and more explicitly gay. Yeah, yeah. The, Allegedly. Uh, well, he says, <laughs> like, you know, Little Richard is like, that's from him, you know? That's like, he's yeah. the one. I trust his, what he's saying. Although he also makes up a lot of stuff, too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah, true. Uh, I, I would say radio edits are, you know, somewhere around 180, 181. What's that? What's that's that? too low for me because here's the thing. McRib. I think no. radio well, edits the McRib are worse. Is would kind you rather eat a McRib okay. or listen to radio edits of... Is, if, if the I Got Five on it remix is a radio edit, if that's counted, then like... 
it makes the the concept of radio edits go way high for me. Okay, I think um, of it like daylight savings time. It's like this restriction that we live under that doesn't really make any sense why it has to be, and maybe it's outlived its its purpose. But like maybe there's a little bit of fun when you jump forward or fall back a, an hour at some points, right? I think radio edits are an act of war against our free thinking. Oh. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I, I do, I do agree with you that, but I think there's cases where they encourage creativity. Yeah. Um, uh, they encourage people to push boundaries while at the same time restricting themselves. Well, wait a minute. Uh, of like, does a boundary make you push boundary? The boundary. Yeah, only, I mean, that's but, like a lot like, of art is defined by 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 what you're limited in being able to do. Do you think yeah, that like, artists write songs with in the back of their mind? They're thinking, okay, if I use this lyric. There's going to have to be a radio edit. Maybe not. Maybe they should because like it might make them think twice about maybe there's a better way to say this or more artful way to say this thing. Do you want to go back to a world creativity. Where, where like uh, there's a dozen creeps who run radio station networks? No, no, control, I don't. Who... So the radio, the radio part of it is the issue. I, I, and it is a problem. Like I, yeah. I don't agree with that. But the um, impetus for inspiration that it, it brings, I think, is is cool. Like, for example, the Every Little Step version with the rap part in it is way better than the original. Okay, okay, um, okay. But well, like, what number are you looking at? Version of Princess 1999 that cuts out the end, uh, you know, the outro is not good. So it's like... Do you know about the dirty I version of, of Do You Know the Way to San Jose, though? What's it say? There's an explicit version. <laughs> oh, no, really? <laughs> oh, yeah, it's filthy. It's filthy. It's like, do you know the way to, uh, I don't know, Emeryville? Um, <laughs> Santa Cruz? Uh I, so to me, it's more of a mixed bag. I would put it more towards sort of the middle of the list. What's that? What's what number? Um, or, or like at? higher up? Like, okay, tell me a number, man. Tell me a number. Okay, so okay, t- something compared to the similar speed limits at, at one thirty-eight. Oh, speed limits is a really good one. Yeah, that's actually um, really uh, that's really close. Yeah. Well, no, speed limits, like because speed limits, what they bring you about is Cannonball Run, right? Speed limits exactly, make Cannonball Run, exactly. and it makes Sammy Hagar. I can't drive fifty-five. Um, yeah. This is actually like the fruits of these. Like, what do you get? What does our culture get from having these limits on on what you can say on the radio? I don't know. Maybe right. it's a uh, maybe that's that's a good place for it. Uh, Jason, where are you looking at? What number are you looking at? Well, he was looking way down at one eighty. I was yeah, I was way below. But you kind of sold me on you know near speed limits. Do you think they above speed limits or below? It's big police. Well, is it public humiliation just big morality trying to oppress you? And big morality—that's a good one. Right below speed limits, number one hundred thirty. Okay, I think it should go above these a little bit, but that's—I mean—that's like a. I think it's similar. Yeah, I want to put it a little bit higher. Like I'm looking at fast fashion, which is one thirty-four, which has really negative impacts, material negative impacts on the world. Because we're not talking about the rules that make the radio edits necessary. We're talking about the, the radio edits themselves. I think we're talking about. Both. I think it's more of a concept. Sometimes they just cut out all the cuss words and there's no other words. And then it's not very good. Sometimes yeah. it's bad, but when it's good, it's really good. Like Okay, okay. Right. Dope Man's not that great, the radio edit of Dope Man, but the one of my Mind Playing Tricks on Me is really fun. Yeah. Uh, and there's there's other examples. So I think radio uh, edits are a way to control people. And it's yeah, a I mean, form they're, of public humiliation. Oh, like when the Dixie Chicks got taken off the radio because they said the war in Iraq was bad. I don't know if our definition of edit extends all the way to them just not, not getting put on it. I don't know who the Dixie Chicks are. Oh, yeah. But it I sounds forgot. like you were describing the situation with the Chicks. Yeah. Oh, weird. That sounds like so you're sort of editing uh, Phil's expression for content. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that was sort of a nice. form of public humiliation. Yeah. <laughs> okay. How did that feel? Would you rank that high or low on the list of Phil? Ugh. Well, it didn't feel good, but it felt necessary. 
Would you uh, say it go. felt somewhere in the low feelings or the higher feelings or the I middle feelings? I thought it was slightly below cross, the how I feel about crossbows. So yeah. I, I think we should put it at around, well, uh, I think, I, I think we should go at Jake because I think fast fashion is problematic in some, for some other reasons. Like for, there's a real economic impact on the people making it. Whereas the people making music and having to cut out the cuss words, that just means they have to book more studio time. It's not like, it's not making anybody go broke. Uh, yes. And, and studio and time I, must be cheap, right? I don't know. I think we're including I Got Five on it remix. Oh, okay. Yeah, and yeah. If that's the case, I can't put it any lower so, than, than But they used to play the it. original I Got Five on it on the radio, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, maybe it's not the case. Okay, yeah. we won't, we'll won't. we throw out I Got Five on it remix. That's you can't a remix. say you have a Taylor on your earlobe or what? It's not a radio edit because more than half the song is, Which is other artists that aren't on the original. So uh, okay, they're, they're, they're guest artists. So we won't count that. So, I'm still um, tripping out on how good your your singing voice is, Jake. I was really mm-hmm. impressed. Yeah, I've been waiting 56 episodes to um, break it out. So, um, thank you. I appreciate that, Phil. Uh, All right. I, I'm going to edit it um, so that you said my voice sounds really good, and so yeah. that my voice does. Cool. Sound Can you auto tune it? You as don't well? need to. They call Jake Mister. I don't need auto tune. Yeah. Um, uh, so, I where think, are we going to put think... this? We got to put it somewhere. Let's put okay. it below Tommy Bahama shirts. How about that? Uh, yes, I I'm totally into that. What do you think? Sounds Jason, great. All right. Wonderful. So radio edits uh, goes in at 133, moving Trouble, the board game, which is pretty boring, to 134. It's no sorry. Now, here's the thing. I feel like that got a little heated, a little contentious. I think we need to yeah. take a recess, brief recess. Okay. Um, we'll take cool a recess. Cool our heels a little um, bit. We'll adjourn here in a small amount of time, and we'll rank one more thing. Okay. We're going to rank something else now. Vinyl records. These are records... Uh, they're pressed onto acetate, vinyl, whatever you call it. Um, sometimes they melt down a milk crate and they are, I mean, a milk carton, a plastic one, and they, they make the records out of that. And they spin at 33, 45, or 78, uh, revolutions per minute on a, like a dish with a needle on it. And then that plays music and you play it through speakers and you can enjoy it in your home. So right. it's a miracle of recording technology. It's been mm-hmm. around for I don't know how long. They used to use wax cylinders before they switched to what we're what we're talking about vinyl yeah, records. Yeah, and 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 the discs originally the phonograph records were originally made of made out of shellac, which is yeah. a resin that comes from bugs. But since the 1940s, yeah. they've been made out of um, vinyl and, more or less. And, and a very durable part of the media landscape. By that I mean, like when I was growing up, there were a lot of cassettes being sold. And looking back on it, the the the, the cassette was really like the, was a very popular format for only for about eight or nine years. Yeah. You know, it was in retrospect very obviously a, a temporary form of media, you know, like a, a yeah. transitional uh, so, form I mean, of media. Cassettes, like yeah. the, the medium itself, the, the tape, that actually degrades uh, if yeah. you leave it alone, unlike vinyl records, which don't. I guess CDs don't either. Because it's magnetic, like, yeah. So it's. Yeah. Uh, but then CDs also had a pretty short reign on top. CDs became yeah. the most the most popular form of media in the early 90s. And then by they were in decline by the, you know, they peaked in 1999 and 2000. So it's funny that they. Only had about 10 years on top. Although, you know, if you grew up in those 10 years, it, it seems like that lasted longer. And that physical yeah. media in general is on its way out. And I feel like that's sort of where I'm at, which is I've helped friends move records before. You know, your friend moves to a new apartment in the city or something, or he splits up with his girlfriend and they got to move out. And then he's got a bunch of records you got to move. Yeah. And it's about the heaviest thing that people have, right? By, yeah. you know, in terms yeah. of density, it's just solid plastic. And yeah. And it's like you're, you're holding these crates of records, and I don't ever want to haul crates of records. I, I got rid of most of my records. I don't like having physical media. I don't. I barely like having books. You know. I tell you what, dude. I've been like generally for many years. I've been. Uh, I spent a long time being not into uh, vinyl records at all, because for the reason you're talking about. I spent lots of the last couple of decades 
moving boxes of vinyl around doing merchandise uh, for bands, and I got really sick of it. And not only that, not only are they heavy, um, but they are easily damaged compared to um, t-shirts, for example. Uh, and oh. so you got, or they can melt in the sun. Um, yeah, yeah. You got to really take care of them. Uh, I and I've always like like you, Phil. I've always had an issue with like things, especially now that things are digital. Music is digital. Yeah. I was like, what's the point of having this around if it's taking up space and and it's easier to listen to it digitally, anyways? Especially fact, like a lot of the music is produced digitally, right? So like, yeah. if the music is produced digitally and then they press it onto a record, you're basically listening to a pressing of a digital recording. Which to me, like, not to say all music is, but it's saying if there was never, if the analog uh, component only comes in at the very end when the when the pressing is done, then it, you're not really losing anything by by listening to it in a digital format, right? I mean, I don't know, maybe yeah. there's something that I'm, I'm not what, understanding. What they've turned into is, oh, by the way, I do, I do want to mention that the part of my dislike of them led me to encourage my wife Allie to get rid of her her phonograph player and much of her collection. Oh, did you uh, you told her you have to get rid of all that stuff. That's trash. Yeah, because it was taking up space in in my mind. And I've come around on this. I don't know when or where it happened, um but my appreciation for music, I I began to to realize that vinyl records, they're a way for somebody to express their own interest in music in a way that's beyond just consuming it. It's it's actually a way to like dedicate uh, time to find these things and space uh, in their and house space and actually yeah. like like you said like actually more physical labor for example moving them around um to something that they that they love and, and cherish and also it's it's also a way for them to um give even more money to the artists uh, oh, sure. by buying them well um, i guess whereas artists lose so much money on on digital media yeah yeah and, and streaming too and i guess i just feel like okay if you but if you buy a record you don't own the music you own this like a uh, thing that has the music on it you own the experience of oh. of having having gone to the record store and gotten the music. I get it, and like flipping through them. Oh, what's this? And then you listen to mm -hmm. it, you, and you like, oh, I got I'm gonna listen to that. I'm gonna I'm gonna roll a joint on the thing, and I and my lady and I are gonna are gonna smoke this joint and, and listen to yeah. uh, this Harry Nelson record. Yeah, I, I put get the it. needle yeah. on the record. Do like yeah. it's a ritual, Jason. I'm, I'm sure you want. Yeah, most good. vinyl nowadays, Phil, comes with a digital download code, so you can mm -hmm. take it. You know, for the guy on the go. Yeah, but then you're still you still have to have it. So when you move, you still have to move all these. We have all these records, and it's like I wish we had fewer things. And now, like, okay, when I moved in with uh, my wife, Jake, I pressured her to get rid of a bunch of VHS cassettes because she didn't have a VCR. I feel like that's more reasonable because that's more reasonable because she didn't have a VCR, right? Yeah. But I, I still, I, I like, I'm the bad guy for that. But like, what? And also, as we mentioned, that's a, that's a medium that's like more easily degradable. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's stuff that sounds really good on vinyl, like older recordings sound really great on vinyl. There's yeah, that some makes soundtracks sense. that yeah. sound really great on vinyl. Newer music, like I'm not going to run out and buy Lady Gaga's Chromatica on vinyl. I want to, but I'm not going to because it is intended for digital and it sounds better digitally. Yeah, it makes more sense. That's the that's the medium that it was built for. Right. So there's several albums that just Sound way better than listening to it on Spotify. Do people buy Pandora, more vinyl nowadays do than they do CDs? To? I think it actually just surpassed CDs. My experience from being on tour and being at shows is that people people are probably more likely to buy have have already bought the CD if they're at the show. But people really buy a lot of vinyl. Vinyl sells so much more at shows than CDs do. Do you like and when the record is a square? Yes, of course. They're kind okay. of like Beanie Babies I like when too. A square. <laughs> you get rare records and you display them and you enclose them in a glass case. Yeah, like, hey, little, look what I have. Oh, yeah, like our, our, our Princess Diana vinyl. 
Yeah, like our friend Jason has a um, he bought a gold record on eBay. It was a Ghetto Boys. Uh, we can't yeah, be speaking stopped. Speaking of Ghetto Boys, yeah, and it's like these two guys who who, who were like or friends of Spook and Randy who are friends of the uh, the Ghetto Boys, right? They they got this gold record, and I always want to like take it in and put it on his record player, and and you can just play it because I don't know if you really can, right? Is yeah. it just a ceremony? Is it just is it just a, a ceremonial thing? Or I is, think you can. Not sure how. I don't, it's I, not I, a vinyl I, record. It's solid gold. It's made yeah, out of twenty four karat gold. Needle would react. Does it have the grooves in it? Gold. It looks like it does, it but it might be like needle. it might be like Maybe, they took yeah. a surplus Paul Anka record and spray painted it gold. Ooh. I just assumed <laughs> they took a solid gold piece of a piece of twenty four karat solid gold and then they cast it as a Ghetto Boys record. I don't, you know, yeah. I just I'm just speculating. I, w- I would hope that's what they did. Um, one yeah. interesting thing about um, vinyl is that you know it went out of popularity when CDs came around, and so a lot of the production stuff was dismantled, and and now there's only a few record printing machines or whatever you know pressers or whatever yeah yeah yeah, presses yeah exactly um around so there's like a production bottleneck um now and there has been for quite a long time uh due to the the small number of pressing plants so production of vinyl is often like way delayed like the the vinyl record usually comes out a long time after the um cd and 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 stuff's released digitally Um, maybe that's just because there's a backup this year uh taylor swift's newest album which was released a while back the vinyl just came out this summer uh, and it it sold like a lot. It sold like a crazy amount, like hotcakes. Yeah, and mm, hotcakes. Do they really sell? People talk about yeah. hotcakes, yeah. but like, you ever see people buying hotcakes? If there's someone slinging hotcakes, right? you're gonna see me in the line. Yeah. yeah. What like? Sure. Okay. Okay. I don't line up uh, anyways, for many Taylor things, Swift's but for hotcakes, delayed. Uh, like pretty much every oh, band that's having records coming out this uh-huh. summer or this year. That shit was just delayed because Taylor's because there's a bottleneck in production. Oh, because like they were busy around the clock churning out these Taylor Swift ones. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize that one album would be that popular. Did she go out and say you should buy it on vinyl, and and that's the way to yeah. Get, enjoy and there's it a is? lot of people pre-ordered it too. So, um, and apparently there's something with the new way Billboard counts vinyl that like you got a digital download with a pre-order. Oh, so it counts the, as two maybe sales. Maybe the download. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, it would behoove an artist or a label who wanted to have somebody on the top spot in the chart to. Yeah. Get, encourage people to buy the record because it counts as two sales rather and the, than and the one. record just went back into the top of the chart even though it came out or this was this this okay, what i'm talking okay. about happened a couple months but ago i get it so it's some, it's some about, tricky stuff we're talking about taylor swift so that she doesn't have to do much to be on top of the charts That's and that true. album is also intended to sound good on vinyl it's called folklore no it's not that album not it's that a, album. it's one that came out after that oh what is it called something something uh, that sounds really like a great record. It's called like Elements or Elemental or I don't know. Oh, you're going to have to edit that out because if the world finds out that I called Taylor Swift's album the wrong name, I'm going to be okay. hounded. We should. Okay. I, I think it would be good for our podcast if we feuded with uh, Taylor Swift superfans, although they'd probably... Don't you don't want to feud with Taylor Swift superfans. No. Uh, that we'd be dead. Yeah, let's feud with BTS instead. Yeah, it sounds They're really clever. Um, <laughs> um, okay, I, I, so I think I'm ready to rank vinyl I got, records. I got I a couple we... things I want to say about records. Oh, okay, that are what do you got to say about um, them? Okay, here's a few things. They're they're instrumental in the development uh, of rap music of hip hop. Oh, because of the scratching. Yeah, and yeah. also because of switching back and forth, sampling and whatnot. Like yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. The like, mixer. The... Yeah, exactly. Um, and also, it's from vinyl records that we've got we got the terms broken record or that he's like a broken record, oh. uh, which somebody repeats themselves a, a bit. The idea or the, the the phrase into the groove or getting into the groove comes from records. Oh, with something uh, being groovy or grooving. I think so too. Yeah, um, and then also the record scratch sound like shaking that your groove be, thing means shake your record player. Um, yeah. yeah, but um. Yeah, the sound of record scratching, you know, like when you're in a movie, that, that wouldn't exist. Without oh, you mean like scratch. when I walk into a party and I'm like, hey, everybody, yeah. the record scratches and everyone looks at me? 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We couldn't have Spinderella without records. That's a good point. So they should go right. at least as high as Spinderella. And where is she on our list? She's at... 113. 113, yeah. Um, okay, Crocs are also yeah. made out of plastic. Crocs, That's true. Uh, but, uh, but Crocs, also, they have fungus in them. Um, I'm, th- I'm yeah. not talking about crocodiles. I'm talking about the shoe. Uh, and yeah. they can actually cause you foot pain. So even though I have a pair of Crocs, uh, I a think... A record can cause you foot pain if you play it and you dance so much. Yeah. You or if you strap it to your foot in lieu of shoes. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> or if you drop a box of them on your feet. Oh, good point. Good point. Good point. Yeah. You mentioning a big, heavy box of them makes me want to put them further down the list. You know? oh, they make you strong, though. I, I guess, man. Like, yeah. uh, having to move people's records. Like, I had to move my own records. I like that little as little as I like that. I had friends that had more records than I did. And I remember, like, taking multiple trips up and down these flights of stairs with these records. So I didn't like it. What about you, Jason? Where do you think they go? I'm looking up towards Hank Williams. Air. That's pretty So high. that's 10 and 11. Um, uh, that's, you I like mean, moving those things around? Great. They're moving. He like moving them around? I don't like moving them around. That's well, it, like, man. It's worth it for him. It's a small price to pay for having these uh, records. I To me, yeah. I don't want to have more records. Every time more records come into my house, I think, oh, I got more records. Like, what am I going to do with these things? I'm starting and, to oh, downsize mine from moving the, with a bunch. I've learned that, be, you know, I don't need hollow notes on vinyl. I really don't. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. downsize. But so it's hard to do that because, like, okay, here's an example. There used to be a jazz radio station at the college where my father-in-law worked for many years. And so when they closed down, they had all these jazz records. And so they're like, what are we going to do? Uh, I guess, and he's like, I'll take them if you're not going to want them, you know. So they had them in his house for many years and he moves. Now they're at my house because my wife and my wife has said, oh, yeah, I'm going to find, surely somebody wants these. But, like. How do you find somebody who wants these jazz records? Yeah, what well, depends on what's in there. Yeah, they're, they're around. Hey, Phil. Yeah, I'm looking over your shoulder and I see shelves and shelves of books. No, there's no mostly aren't books. The, I oh. faked that. That's a <laughs> I got like a, a piece of wood and I painted it so it looks like I have books. Those all, like those are all just filthy mags. Are they all safes with like pistols oh. and? Oh yeah, yeah. Or drugs. like I got some cash in there. Yeah, I got some marijuana leaves. They're yeah, full I mean, of all your the... argument for like the, the physical media falls apart when, when you think about books. Just because I have books doesn't mean I like having books. But they do just you like accumulate. moving them? Oh no, I hate it. It looks like, like they're full of I... all of Teddy's toys that you've taken away. That's where you put them. Oh yeah, I take them. the I take the toys and I, I give them to other children. Oh, I, I thought say, you I'm hollowed give out this... the books and hit them in there. So we haven't. Yeah. We're, we're not. We're not ranking books, but uh, just bear in mind that yeah. like I know. I know. Look, maybe I would put books though too. Like, okay. All right. I, I have a lot of books, and, and and but like actually having things, I just don't like having things and, and being responsible right. for them. And like, uh, wh- what if I okay, drop them? I mean, what if I scratch them up? You know? Yeah. I mean, you want to think of these I, things abstractly. Like, look, I mean, I, I I understand. I have I'm conflicted. Yeah. I I do something okay. just because I say I like I don't like something doesn't mean I don't do it. Like I don't. There's a lot of things I don't like, but like I might. Who knows? I might eat a McRib. You know? You know? There's, I'm, I'm, a, yeah. I'm an unpredictable person. My argument for why vinyl belongs higher up is that there's certain things pressed on vinyl that isn't digital or in another medium. A really good example is the Almond and Woven album with Cher. Oh, the duet. It's yep. It's on vinyl. Right. You can get it digitally, but it doesn't sound as good, and it's on YouTube. Well, you can get it though. So you can, I mean, but it's meant to be on the vinyl. Well, um, so that shoots it way up there for me personally. For you, <laughs> okay, all right. I don't know. I, I it's a media. It's a medium, um, and it's a medium that like is 
cool, but it's not 100. So I think when you you're have the most, when you're I talking think Jake about has the, the most grown up take on it, when you're talking about the physical aspect of the vinyl record, you're not thinking about the digital aspect. All that shit's floating around your head. 24 7 all those digital oh, 5G little poisoning you 5g 6g's we're approaching 7g yeah, yeah. all oh, that you know shit's next? around you. I know all that next, noise Jason. 8g all 8g all that shit yeah. all that noise is around you and you don't know it oh, that yeah. vinyl yes it takes up physical space minute. but you can you can put that underneath you know some tinfoil and it just goes away Wait a yeah, minute. And also, I'm not like, gonna be the, yelling at you. What if you took a USB stick that had this uh, the share and, and almond record on it, yeah. and you just you put you strap that to your head, and then you have those. That's an option, but do you think the rest of the world is doing that? I don't know. I'm just. I mean, I'm just you're saying hearing it you're hearing your neighbor's shit from like fifty blocks away that's uh, floating around in the cloud. <laughs> Where's the cloud? What's the path Before, look like uh, when you know from my cell phone for Spotify? Like, I want to listen to Tay Tay. Is it going to yeah. go through your brain before it hits my phone? Yeah, but what is that? Maybe that's good that the, the actual bits of data. No, but it's are all going, numbers at that point. It's not music yet. What if my brain can well, uh, can it's decode a bunch it of with a series with of a, zeros with a, with and ones? And it's like I and I can interpret it. I can be like, yeah, that's share. She's really hitting these notes. The, but the record is just shapes. It's not music either. But you can turn it off. Oh, okay. Um, so another thing about physical media is you that can never like, turn digital music off. As things currently stand, no media a medium is going to last longer. If music is recorded oh, okay. onto something, nothing's going to last longer than a vinyl record does. Yeah, it has, but there's a better chance of okay. of being around you know at the end of time. Maybe something else. Maybe. Why do you want things to be around at the end of time though? Like what? Because what we is need that? to preserve culture. Yeah, but like, but like, I'm not going to be That's around the at the end of time. About us. The human race won't be around at the end of time. Like we sent that gold record out um, on the uh, in outer space. You yeah. know about this? Like uh, yeah, uh, no, Carl Sagan and the Voyager. Mm-hmm, went, mm-hmm. Yeah. So they sent the gold record out, but it wasn't vinyl. It was gold. Right. That's true. So, um, so like that mark, that's a mark against it. Like if it's so great, why didn't we send it out in outer space? Why don't we have to make another pressing and do it in another material? And Yeah. And gold records maybe, maybe would be a better example. Of they should have sent um, that gold record from Jason Mann's wall uh, from Spook and Randy. We should have sent that one out. Let's, the, let's focus on this and get, get back to the list. Cause we're okay. running pretty long. Okay. Here. So um, I'm, I'm thinking. No, low, no disrespect and, to Spook and Randy. Okay. Um, so uh, I, at number 29 is podcast. That's another medium. Um, okay. I personally would be okay with putting it somewhere around there, although oh, I, would, okay. I would go even lower. Phil, you seem to want to go relatively low. Jason, you want to go really high. I think that's why um, we should elect. Uh, we should delegate this task to Jake because he can make a compromise be- between what Jason and I are saying. I think vinyl goes above ducks. Ducks can be Where's assholes. Ducks? ducks, the way they treat each other, pretty. They're reproductive. Where, where are ducks? Yeah. Thirty-one. Yeah, I can live with that. I can live with that. Ducks are very pretty, but they, the way they act, especially the males towards the females, is pretty rough. I, I, I'm not, I'm not really cool with it. Let's put him below Bill Paxton at 32. Yeah. Goddamn Bill Paxton. Well, he lights up the screen, man. When he shows <laughs> yeah. up, you say, "I'm in for a treat." Okay. But when you sometimes you see a record, you say, "I don't want to listen to this." So we're Bill Paxton is remaining at 32, yeah. and we're putting uh, vinyl records in at 33, uh, which moves firefighters to. 34 and uh, we're done we did it we made it through you want to take us out phil yeah oh of course thanks for listening to every damn thing we hope you enjoyed it Uh, go to everydamnthing.net for the updated list and show notes Uh, if you have something you'd like us to add to the list of everything or anything else to say at all email us at list at everydamnthing.net find us on twitter instagram and on facebook and you can suggest topics there as well subscribe or follow the show wherever you listen our theme is by jade puget
if you enjoyed the show, please rate and review it uh, on whatever platform you want. Send us a screenshot of a five-star review, uh, and we'll bump any submission uh, you choose up to the top of the front of the queue. Uh, also, if you want to support the show in general, the best thing you can do is recommend it to a friend. And thank you to Jason for joining us today. Yes. Uh, thank you. Jason, I don't have any Jason. announcements. No announcements? Nothing, no, okay. nothing going on. And uh, <laughs> Thanks for we'll, asking. Uh, Oh, Jason, do you want to say uh, our sign-off? Yeah, you can say it. Uh, <laughs> I forget which one it is. Yeah, which one? You, last time, Phil, you said rank you for everything, which um, I don't think is it. Uh, Ranks for rank everything? Very much. Say it again. Ranks for everything. Okay, thanks. Thanks.